Welcome to City Trends, your number one technology conversation on Ghana Radio. My name is Philip Ashron and City Trends is sponsored by Haptel. And we have a new sponsor, a brand new sponsor on the show, NIIT, bringing people and computers together successfully. Well, remember that if you are in charge of any social organization, a group or a club, you know how frustrating it is to collect payments from your members. Whether it's a church group, an old school union or a group of friends contributing towards a project. Well, there is a solution for you because Haptel is to the rescue. Haptel gives you one short code to accept all mobile money payments into one account. So if you are ready to leave behind all the stress of managing such payments, sign up today at Haptel.com with the referral code CITIFM or simply dial star 713 hash and you're on your way to stress free collection of money for whatever project whatever school union whatever church group it is your short code will be ready for use in less than an hour and that's a promise from haptel haptel helping you collect payments easily on the show today we talk about building tech in africa as against building tech for africa is it the same is it different are people who are in or on the continent building technology solutions specifically for the continent or do they just look at the global audience and forget about the problems that they can solve right here well ethel kofi of adele technology consulting joins us in the studio for a conversation about that we have the how-to segment as well the app segment and the trending segment and of course the brand new your tech segment as well and today we have some interesting question that we have to answer about um, the ps4 and we'll be getting into that in just a bit has your computer developed a problem you don't understand 
Is your phone refusing to respond? Is there a computer virus you're battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with City Trends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. Well, let's get straight into it. And the how-to segment of the show is where we start off. And today, Jeffrey Orekusapo will be giving us some insights on the use of QR codes. Hello and welcome to the how-to segment on City Trends. Tonight, I want to talk to you about how you can scan a QR code on your iPhone or iPad. First of all, let's find out what a QR code is. A QR code is basically a machine-readable code that consists of an array of black and white squares, typically used for storing URLs or other information for reading by the camera on a smartphone. QR codes can be used for a lot of things including website links, coupons, tickets and contact information. Scanning them will take you to whichever destination they were designed to take you to. Apple has built a QR code recognition directly into its camera app. This means that all you need to do is open it up and point it at the code in question and you will get a notification on the screen of your device as soon as it recognizes the code. So how do you scan a QR code on iPhone or iPad? First. Open up the camera app on the device and hold the camera up to the code. There is no need to press the shutter button. Your iOS device will recognize the QR code automatically. All you need to do is to make sure that you have an active internet connection. Now tap on the notification that will pop up and then you will be taken to the destination of the QR code. There is also a built-in QR reader for those who use the wallet app on iPhone and iPod. The show is City Trends on 97.3 City FM. And um, in the studio with me today uh, is um, the CEO, Chief Executive, um, Headhunter, um, Chief Destroyer, <laughs> um, Chief Brain, everything else behind Adele Technology Consulting. She is um, one of the only friends that I can personally say I have who have shared a stage with um, <laughs> Christine Lagarde um, and other popular people. And uh, it's such a pleasure to have her in the studio. Um, she is very controversial, which we like very much on the show. And she's very opinionated, which we absolutely adore. And she is very knowledgeable, which makes it even better. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Adele Kofi. Hey, thank you. And I'd say... I am good. Look, you know what? You should be my hype man. Yeah, no, I, I should be. I totally <laughs> I should, should be. Just take you to places just that hype you. You know, like before you come in, I should be the one who is holding the microphone. It's hype, hype man. Now you're like, the very it's, best. It's, it's always best. It's always yeah. best. Well, I mean, it's it's good that we are not lying about all these things because um, it it is true. You are you are unbelievably controversial. You're unbelievably um, opinionated. But then, what is most incredible is that is based on fact and yes. it's not just on yes on theory and it's one of these controversial topics mm. um that i wanted to broach with you 
And um, just wanted to find out from you, I mean, generally, when in your travels and mm -hmm. in your associations, what do you typically find um, has been the case when it comes to um, local technology entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. when they are building products, mm -hmm. typically, who do they build for? Right. Well, okay, so let me, let me backtrack a little bit and, and maybe set, give us a little bit of context. Right. So in the last... 12 months, so mm -hmm. in, in 2018, we're, we're now in 2019, in January, in 2018 has been the best year so far for recorded venture capital money coming right. into the tech ecosystem in mm -hmm. Africa. Now, some say um, that there have been arguments about the numbers, but right. it depends on your, your research methodolo methodology, right? Mm -hmm. So let me add, this is where the controversy comes in. So there's a conversation about what it means to be an Africa tech starter. Right. And um, that could, is that an African who's on the continent that's building a tech startup? Mm -hmm. uh, that's one definition. And yeah. then there's a definition that's wider. So any company in Africa mm. that's offering tech services. Mm. So for instance, you would, Andela, for instance, that's mm -hmm. mostly run by um, a, a Western founding team. Right. Um, some people will not put in the bowl as... An African. African tech company, mm. just as Jumia, for instance, mm -hmm. would not be put in. So I personally, when they say uh, Jumia is the first African unicorn, I don't agree. Right. Because I think that if you, considering that we're early stage, uh, we want to look at the local champions. True. Who, who are the Africans in the different countries building, mm -hmm. right? Now, when you, build on, when you build on top of that, you'll see that it, when it started out, it seemed like... Um, a lot of people are building for the global, you know, I'm, I'm building for the world. Yeah. And then you look at the numbers. So I had my team pull out, uh, we did the research so that you, we could, you know, we could speak to the, the topic itself. Because I was wondering, is it, is it more profitable for you to build for the global market mm. or build for the African market? Right. First of all, there are 1.2 billion people in Africa. Mm. And it's what is 34 billion. Uh, 34, a combined GDP of 34 million. So there's money, like right. the pool, you know. There's something to be there's made. There's something to be made. And yeah. then I pull the numbers of people, uh, the, the people that have received, the top 50 that have received the most venture capital funding in Africa. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at Flutterwave, you're looking at Yoko, you're looking at um, Wakanao, all those, those, those type of, mm. you realize that a large proportion, almost 90% of those that are receiving the highest amount of capital. I would have loved to use revenue, right. but nobody reports on their revenue. You know, I mean, we have to all keep No, it. we have to be very conservative <laughs> to, about that. Just in case the minister comes after you. And the family members start realizing right? just how much money you're making. Thank you. Then yeah. they, start, they start, when they see the number, they start calculating, it's, oh, it's, it's only $100. It's not too much. Aha. So, you know, you won't get, num you won't get the, the, the revenue, revenue numbers, but mm. you get the, the, because it's publicly shared information. Right. Almost 80 to 90% of those are companies that are built solely for Africa. Mm. So the, the products they are building are being flat away, for instance. Mm. Now that they are, even though they, I think, have a U.S. arm, a lot of the work they do are on, on the African uh, continent. That's Look right. at MCOPA, which does solar and SIM. Mm. Again, Kenyan market. Mm. So the people that are, are actually attracting money mm -hmm. are people that are building solutions for here, for right. the African market. Why? Well, because we have plenty problems, right? right? right. We have infrastructure problems. 
um, energy issues. We have energy issues. We have utility issues. Thank you, right? So yeah. somebody made the joke, I was reading somebody made the joke that even though creativity is there, that's the mother of innovation, it's still the mother of innovation in Africa. But mm. when you go to the place like Silicon Valley, it is boredom right. that is the mother of innovation. Why? Because a lot of their problems have been fixed, right? right? And we are still, the small, uh, what, if you look at agriculture, for instance, mm. right, the Apparently, the average age for uh, uh, the, the, the smallholder farmer is 60 years. Mm. We, we, we import about 50% of Literally our own everything. food. Yeah. Smallholder farmers cannot get loans. And people are building companies. So mm. I have a friend in Kenya, uh, Paris Basel, who who's built Farm Drive. Now she's only 27 years old. Mm. Uh, she's built, she's literally built uh, an alternative credit scoring system and mm. is working with the banks mm. to ensure that farmers can get loans. Mm. But it's, you know, because with our banking system, they say if you don't have a house, you don't have collateral, whatever, won't give you. But now she's collecting a certain amount of data right. using algorithms and showing the banks that, listen, when we look, collect this alternative data and we pass it through this algorithm, you'll find that these people are most likely to pay and this one not likely to pay. Mm -hmm. Now she's so now she's what solving a need. Why? Because she came from um, a farming town herself, right. so she understands the market. Right. So even though, and I'm, I'm going to get in trouble when I say this. You know, you know when they started, mess companies were always building for e-commerce platforms to the global market. Mm. Listen, the numbers tell us that. If you don't build for Africa, you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Mm. And we have so many problems that need to be solved. So what you're saying is. I mean, we already know there are mm -hmm. issues, mm -hmm. but most companies who are surviving or making a killing right. in terms of the capital that they are attra attracting and the mileage that they are making mm -hmm. are those that built specifically for the continent. Yes. That's what the numbers are telling us. So, I, I mean, and again, I'm, I'm going to be clear about my methodology before people come from me. <laughs> it's we used the top 50 who attracted venture capital. So right. we pulled all that data. We also segregated by how many women were in the founding teams. Yes, we did. Just to understand. When we segregated that data, and it was, it was overwhelming yeah. that those who are building for the continent are attracting the most capital. That's just it. And... And for me, it's interesting um, that you say that. So what then happens to the many others who say they are building for the global community? Like, do they, what happens to them? Do they sort of fall across the road or do they not get the same level of interest or capital? Like, what exactly happens to those? Well, so a very good example would be Andela, right? right. Andela takes... Um, the, what do you call it, technical teams from here right. and basically consults them out. Mm. They are a good example of people who's, who've done well, mm. um, specifically going global, right. right? Using African talent, right? right? But in general, um, I think partly it's because if, you, if you're building for a global market, you've got to start somewhere. Right. And I suspect that in in 20, 30 years' time, these people, or even less, maybe 5, 10 years, once they've captured and figured out the African market, mm -hmm. 
they will start to move and be global. Mm. But it makes sense to work in a space that you understand, mm. right? So I've seen, um, for a long while, uh, there was like a certain trend in mess companies. They were all building sort of e-commerce tools for, mm -hmm. for the, 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 the global market. And not a lot of them survived. Right. Because, again, you don't understand the markets. Mm. You're not there. Mm. Right. If you're if you're there and you're in the Western markets and it's easier. But once you are here, a, 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 an understanding of the market enables you to be able to pinpoint to your customers, right. be able to reach out to your customer, be able to sell more. And I think that's what's happening. Which makes me wonder. So how come we have all these um, people coming in from other parts of the world connecting with? Mm -hmm. local entrepreneurs right. or local persons building solutions for the continent and still being able to make it. I mean, I'm just drawing yes, from... They, so there's a story that infuriated me from a few weeks ago. Um, there is a 21-year-old who moved to, I think, I think from California. He moved to start um, a B2B, um, uh, a B2B, so a B2B company. So for... For so basically, how it works is it's it's technology that connects, say, the person who's at the kiosk mm -hmm. to a Unilever. Okay. Right. Because they Unilever, they are the front line of selling Unilever products, right. and so they created a platform so that um, you can connect Unilever now get data and these platforms. He literally got up. Uh, he was doing something or the other. Got up, mm -hmm. got some funding, came to Africa, lived in an Airbnb. And and, um, and just, started a just project, started it off. but part of that is one they come here, right. two they work with our locals, right? So right. anybody who works in this space will you get it? You you'll be there and oh we're we're trying to launch this product in Africa and we were told to talk to you mm. and three hours of your time they are just taking notes. I've stopped doing now. I send um I'll send you my consulting rates because right. we've learned our lesson. They come and then they ask. And then you'll be giving them, oh, you'll be giving an understanding yeah. of the market. Yeah. And they leverage on that. And, and because they have access to funding better than the... So all these guys we typically see in shorts, um, sitting in some place, eating all the local food mm -hmm. and taking selfies and pictures and just having random conversations. Yes. What you're saying is a lot of them are basically just gathering data to inform how they're going to penetrate the market. Yes, that's what's happening. Uh, we, I, you know, it took a while for us to understand it, but right. we can see that you know they integrate, they get to understand the market, and they have access to capital. So when they launch, they launch big. Is that the main difference between how we approach sort of building for the global market as against them? Yes, you know, building for the global markets, right. but then using it seems like a very interesting yes, way I, of I, I them going about. We getting, don't localize, right? right? So when we want to build for the global. We we sit here, we think, oh. The world will want what we want, right? And right. it's, it, I mean, honestly, it doesn't happen, right. right? So, for instance, Ushahidi, which was the first um, sort of data collection, mm -hmm. I mean, it took, um, it took off from Kenya right. and spread to the world like wildfire. Right. But those are anecdotes, yeah. you know, the, one, ones, one out of a million. Uh -huh. yeah. The ones that, if you look, but if you look consistently, you'll mm -hmm. see that if you don't have local understanding of the, the, the local markets then you're not... It's the same thing as when... But you see, the, the difference is when, when uh, Western companies go to China, 
for instance, Uber failed in China, yes. eBay failed in China, right. because China has um, um, a way of protecting its own, mm. right? Mm. And ensuring that um, if there is an Uber of China and Uber comes in, that the Uber of China has the chance to grow and to develop grow. Right. as opposed to one that comes into the market. We'll be coming to exactly how we protect our own mm. um, just after this. This is City Trends, of course, on 97.3 City FM, having a conversation with Ethel Kofi, talking about building in Africa versus building for Africa. <laughs> Where do we exactly draw the line and what lessons can we learn from those who are trying to do it and those who are doing it and um, hopefully trying to find the best way to make sure that we enjoy the best part of the cake before we send the rest of it out. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. City FM, this is City Trends, and we are having a conversation with Ethel Kofi talking about building in Africa versus building for Africa. And uh, she she said a couple of things that are pretty interesting and almost scary about how other people from other jurisdictions drop in, gather so much data about the way our system operates, our ecosystem operates, and then find a way of leveraging on that to be able to build very competent, very um, successful businesses while we sit around and enjoy the breadcrumbs. And she's trying to give us an understanding of how we can work around that. And I thought that's where I want to get to yeah. now. You talk about the China, for example, China and how it um, protects its own, you know. And is it that we don't understand how the global economy works mm. in terms of the, the setting up of technology companies and therefore we just sit around and watch everything happen and hope that something falls off the table for us or is it just that we have too many greedy people probably in the system who mm. just don't allow the locals to thrive and grow i think part of the problem is we don't have leverage right, right. so um you just you can't put up certain barriers if you're taking uh, loans and concessions from other people mm. that's just that's mm. just what it is right mm. if you're if you're going to take money from um any of these bodies then there are there are, there are things you must adhere to right. and that's in effect affects affects and restricts but i think there's hope so um i found out and again i found out about the africa free continental trade agreement mm. Uh, somewhere last year, I happened to have been invited to um, a United Nations Commission for Trade and Development conference in Nairobi. Mm. And they were talking about, I was like, what is this thing? Yeah. So I did my research. And I realized that actually, I, you know, for AU for all its faults, has um, an, uh, that agenda is, it's an interesting agenda. The idea of having a, a single economic market right across Africa, of right? Course. So lowering barriers for inter-trade within Africa. Right. So one of the big things is that e-commerce in Africa, within Africa itself, is not thriving because, I mean, me, you know me, I, I want to buy new dresses and new whatever, right. right? But there are certain shops, there are certain online shops in Kenya and South Africa that I absolutely love, but I only buy when I go there. Right. I can't buy online. Why? Because the, it will cost me double 
to get it to in. get it here. Right. So things like reducing the tax regulations, mm -hmm. or at least making that it's uniform, so that you don't have um, and and having a uniform sort of customs union mm -hmm. that enables f free trade, right. free movement of people. And easier access to market, mm. making everything easier, which is what the Europeans did with the EU, yeah. right? Mm. So that things are, um, are set up in a way where trading within the continent is easier. Mm -hmm. Digital services across, mm. across certain markets are easier right. and simple. Mm. Now, that I think for us is the gateway to ensuring that we become one. Uh, we trade a lot with each other. We mm -hmm. increase the trade with each other. And two, that we then negotiate with, say, the EU or the US as one block. Right. So right now, you might negotiate as one country or you might negotiate as an economic, you know, ECOWAS or SADA. Right. You might, but you're not playing C. Mm. <laughs> you know what and I mean? The, I mean and, and, and the bigger the numbers, the more leverage you have. Right. right. Now, the only thing is, now I think there is, I think yesterday, I think Ethiopia rectifies. I think we, um, they need, 22, uh, to double check this, 22 of the countries rectified, mm. and I think 16 have Hi. rectified. Right. 22 for it to become something that you start to enroll. Mm. Because here's the thing, the bigger markets, when the, the bigger markets like Kenya and South Africa, immediately it came up. Nigeria refused to sign because mm. they are the bigger market. Mm. Immediately you're allowing flow, it affects, it affects them, them, right? Yeah. And so they had to think a little bit more. South Africa was a bit slow, but they figured, considering that they are sending a lot of retail shops out, yeah. and, you know, because they have yeah. these big retail giants. I mean, considering what APSA is doing Thank this you, right? year as well, and even started from last year, you can you can clearly see there's an agenda to shift. Thank you. you know, a lot so of it the makes local more sense to them to allow. So South Africa aligned. Nigeria is yet to sign. Mm -hmm. Nigeria has agreed. And it is it is the biggest theory. economy. It is the know, biggest continent. economy, mm -hmm. and so we need to. That is part of an election year, so it's probably not going to come to happen this year, right. because the other side of that is. Um, free movement of people is always unions don't like that right. generally because it, for instance if in Ghana developers are in high demand because mm -hmm. there are not enough developers mm -hmm. when you open up the market then mm -hmm. developers can come in and out yeah. guess what happens a developer that could charge will be forced to the price will come down so mm -hmm. there is a, there is you know the, the, nothing is perfect there mm -hmm. is the, the good and bad side mm -hmm. but I think that Africa has a plan right. now if our people can agree we know the plan Sorry. <laughs> I think AU do 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 the developers on the continent no, know the plan? No. Do the tech does the tech ecosystem no. understand what the plan is for the continent? But this is this is why this is, and I this is why I've written more about um the the spaces that we don't normally go to. Mm. AU, EU digital scene. This is why this year I've tried to write a lot more. Mm. Because I've realized because now sometimes I get invited to these places mm. and I realize we don't have access to that information. We don't know it's happening mm. because you know AU is a different beast and then we are here building software where we're, we're a different right. beast. Um there hasn't we have been all these prejudices about how the AU operates yes. and, and everything else. So we are already very wary about. Right. But then we, it's it's interesting. We we forget the critical role that these bodies play mm -hmm. in terms of our body politic, in terms of how um, um, structures are set up on the continent. Mm -hmm. And it's the thought. The thought is just hitting me. Right. And a lot of entrepreneurs or technology entrepreneurs I speak to want to export their 
solutions to other parts of the continent. Yes. But they don't seem to take the time to understand how those parts of Africa work, mm -hmm. how they can connect with their hubs, how they can export their solutions to these countries. Yes. And it's very interesting what you're saying, that it's most likely because we haven't even taken the time to understand no. how these bodies are preparing for a future mm. where... But the thing is, these bodies you know, also don't reach out to us, let's be fair, right? I mean, they also don't reach out to us. More? That's true. We, I, we, need, we more? need them more than they need us, which is true. I mean, the thing is, I have now, my habit is to read almost two hours of AFDB research, AU mm. research, every morning, because I've realized there's so much happening. Yeah. I didn't even realize that there is um, an EU-AU dig digital single window task force, which is, which mm. is co-headed by our own Minister of Communications, Ursula. Right, really? and that task force is working. You know, the EU did a digital single window, which was right. which worked to be you know. So, when you're in Europe now, roaming is the same across Europe. Okay. That's because of the EU digital single. There's been digital projects that allow for sameness of infrastructure mm. across Europe. Mm. That's what the EU digital sin single windows what made that happen. They mm. worked to make that happen, mm. and they are now working with the AU mm. to, to try to implement yeah. something similar. So that, I mean, the task, there is a task force mm. headed by our Minister of Communications. And I think their work is until 20, 2019, mm. actually working to find solutions. There are about 20 people on that panel, including sort of um, a number of entrepreneurs and things like that. Uh, and people from the EU uh, mm. uh, um, and people from sort of, yeah. So, I mean, there are things happening that are really interesting that could know. impact us, but we don't know. We don't know they're happening. So we'll be there and then... We'll just hear. We'll be launched. Oh, we are hoping that someone will be there to speak on our behalf. But that's but the we... other problem. Mm. We're not in the room, right? Mm. And, and I sometimes get lucky because I might get an invitation. But mm. it's not everything, you know what I mean? So we're not in the room when mm. the decisions are being made, mm. uh, which is why I've been deliberate. I've had conversations across the EU and African Development Bank and the World Bank asking to be invited to the table. Mm. So sometimes you just have to... You just have to force your way force in. Force your way in. Because it's like, well, there's a conversation here that's going to affect my life. Speaking about that, I'm just wondering um, how, like we said earlier, it's easy for someone to come in, learn about how the system runs here right. and sort of connect with the locals to be able to build solutions that work here. Is it that bad for us to build for the global? No, it's not bad. I mean, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying that I mean, I'm looking at the numbers and mm. I'm saying that it's the same thing as I was making the joke the other day that if you look at the, 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 the top sector that gets VC funding mm. is fintechs. If you look at the top countries that get funding, it's South Africa, Nigeria, um, Kenya, Egypt, and Ghana is like the very last in that group. Right? Very much. Just at the bottom, right? right? And it, you're just like, yeah, so if you're in South Africa building a fintech, guess mm. what? You just have to... So my yes. thing is look at the data right. and, align, and yourself, align yourself, right? Mm. Um, I think it's good to start building for the African market, getting a sense of the African market, scaling in the African market, and then moving into... Onto the global. Onto the global mm. scale, because look, if you can make it in Africa... You can make it anywhere. You can literally make it anywhere. You can make it anywhere. That's that, that, I mean, that's my take. I'm, I'm not saying people shouldn't. I'm just saying I'm looking at the numbers. And mm. I, if I was going to make a calculated risk mm. based on that, that's what I would do.
Interesting. Well, we are still having a conversation with Ethel talking about building in Africa as against building for Africa and trying to understand what those dynamics really mean. How many people are actually doing it? And from one of the biggest things that we've picked up so far is the fact that even if we want to build for the continent, we still don't seem to understand fully what it means to build for the continent. I.e., we still don't seem to understand that there are rules that pertain to exporting your solution to other African or other parts of Africa. And if you don't understand the rules, you definitely can't engage, which is very, very interesting. And, and I do hope you are picking a lesson or two from it if you're a technology entrepreneur doing the listening or watching at this moment. So, Ethel, what, what do you think needs to be done for us to be able to, yes, build in Africa, which is our only place, we don't mm -hmm. have anywhere else to go, but then also build for the continent? Mm -hmm. Because it does seem that we do have a number of technology entrepreneurs, but in terms of viable solutions, mm -hmm. we don't, I mean, yeah, we hear about them, someone writes a story, a blog, but that's it. Right. What, where's the disconnect? Money. Right. Because, um, again, if you look at the numbers, the people that get, the companies that get the most VC funding are mm. those that have at least one foreign co-founder. Mm. So um, even though they're building and, and for the African continent, um, they have the connects to go and get. And also, I think VCs, um, venture capitalists don't, there's a trust thing, right? Who do I trust my money? Mm. Do I trust somebody who looks more like me mm. with my money? Mm. And so um, if, you, if, you, if you were at Facebook and you had 10 years to figure it out, like who has 10 years? Mm. Who has money to sit up for 10 years to figure out a business model? Yeah. The typical African entrepreneur does not have 10 no. years to figure out a business model. doesn't even have the patience to wait. You no. need to eat <laughs> from day one. Yes. Right, yes. and so that's that's part of our problem. Mm. That I think that certain certain companies that have died, I think it's just if they had runway, an additional two years of funding, mm. I saw three years of that, they would have figured out. Because the thing with the startups, you're trying to figure it out, right? Who's my it's customer? Not completely it's bitch. not yeah. You're kind of who's my customer? Who's but if you run out of money before you go through all the iterations, you, you die. Have to let go, yeah. Right, and that's um, I mean, I was reading a story of a guy who now runs. Um, International Global Partnerships, like 2425 for mm. uh, Africa Talking, which is um, a platform, developer platform. He had to leave his startup because it's like, they were, even though they had raised funding, they had raised funding from Savannah Fund in Kenya, the uh, burn rate, the money was just going. And then he realized that actually he was the most expensive because, again, he, he was the most expensive so he left, yeah. He was so, always bleeding the was company. Bleeding. One, because he, he, I think he was not Kenyan, he was Malawian. And ah. the, was, so, you know, he had to leave his company hmm. for the company to be able to retain money right. to be able to move forward. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, so wow. if you have money for 10 years, you can try all sorts of things. Mm. I mean, you can test out, can do research, mm. you know, you can, and everything and figure out what the math. But if you're going to run out of money, mm. then you get desperate. And then you, you know, so I think our biggest thing is we don't have funding. And I really, one of my hopes and is, is... Is it just funding for funding's sake or funding to allow space for experimentation? 
allow space for experimentation mm. and growth and skill. Mm. Because here's the thing. Um, if, and that's what I'm saying. If we had more local, it's important for me that we have more local angels, more local VCs. Because without people who are on the ground, who understand what it, it means to run and scale a business in Africa, mm. who know you so they trust you, right? right? We're going to have problems mm. because if we're expecting people from outside to come, like a typical example, I'll give you a, 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 an example Israel, right? Mm -hmm. Israel built a strong venture, uh, local venture capital ecosystem. Mm -hmm. The government created a structure. The government started by saying, for any foreign VC that comes into the country, we will double whatever you put into it. It was in the 1980s or wow. early 1990s, right? Wow. Which is why when they sell Israeli companies, it's a bill, it's not an M. Yeah. It's a billion, it's not a million. I mean, wow. they are the startup capital of the world. Startup per capita, they're the largest, but they're 8 million people, which wow. is like size of Accra, yeah. right? Because deliberate government's plan, yeah. right? And so VCs started coming in, mm. and that empowered the local VCs to see and understand the market. They began to train local VCs, and they grew a market, right? Mm. And I've always said, let's go to Israel. Let's go and sit and take notes. It's, it's, it's worth even trying. If it doesn't work, at least. Eight million people, they have the most number of startups per capita globally. They are the startup capital of the world. Eight million Just because people. of... Government backing. Government backing. Purposeful. Purposeful government backing. government backing. So it's not just, you know, people should bring money from abroad. Mm. I think we need to grow first starting with our local angels, people of high net worth mm. who, you know, who can give 20,000, can put 30,000 into a business mm. as a start. If you have more of that, then people clump together, start VCs, right? I mean, we've been working at creating um, a fund for women technology entrepreneurs around Africa. Mm. Do you know the first question they ask us when we sit in these meetings? Mm. But are there enough of you? Right. Fast warrants. Right. And you just think, okay, if you give me the money, I can show you. I will show you. <laughs> I will show you exactly where the numbers are. I will are. show you where the numbers are, but that's we, we get that all the time. Mm. We don't think they're enough, mm. and we're having to prove that. Right. Right? Which, is, which is ridiculous, con considering the growth in the last 10 years of tech yeah. in Africa. But again, you're, we're still having to jump hoops. If I was sitting in front of locals mm. who knew and understood, this would not be a conversation we'd be having. That's interesting. Mm. That's interesting. Well, there's, there is a lot to be learned, and obviously there's a lot more that we need to do. But then, from what Ethel is saying, basically, number one, getting to understand how the system works on the continent. Not just brushing it aside because we feel it doesn't work, but then understanding what is available, understanding what the rules of engagement are, and plugging in. And secondly, money. <laughs> it looks like money is one of the biggest challenges. And not just any kind of money, but in purposeful money. Money with a purpose. Money with a plan. Not just jumping and, and dumping money onto a startup, but then having a purpose for the money. Example, as she said, with Israel and, and quite a number of other things that Ethel, Ethel, thank you so much for making time with us. So um, in terms of Adele Technology Consulting and in terms of women um, in tech Africa, what exactly is happening in 2019? <laughs> well, actually, no, um, this, this year has been a, a good start. So yeah. where um, Adele Technology Consulting is doing a lot more. So we're pivoting to the consulting. So we're doing a lot more consulting just because okay. um, the conversations around 
technology, Africa, and, and growth have mm. become global conversations. Everybody's mm. looking at Africa because we're at the next frontier. Mm. Um, so we're doing a lot of work with the partners, uh, especially the EU and the, the Germans, um, around being able to support the technology ecosystems mm. here in Africa and being mm. able to have the relevant conversations. So we're doing more of that. Mm. And then we're doing uh, digital strategy work as always. Right. With Women in Tech Africa, we're pushing the boundaries. Again, I said we're, we're raising a fund. Mm. Um, and that's, it's an interesting, interesting <laughs> journey. I will write about it after we after <laughs> we've raised it. It will, be, it will be a good book to read. Because we've talked to some partners and some partners will say, but what you're asking for is too little. Mm. We give too much. I was like, oh, do you want me to ask for 300 million? Like, I can ask. I don't mind. And then I like, no, mind. but you're, you're not, <laughs> you're not at a place to ask for this. So there, there's a lot of money for scalable. There's not a lot of money for entry or startup level. And that's where the fight is. But that's where we have to grow people. Mm. Um, and so hopefully in the next 12 to 18 months, you'll see that we'd raise a considerable amount of funds to support women technology look entrepreneurs. We look forward to that. Yeah. We look forward to that. Well, the show is City Trends. My guest today has been Ethel Kofi. She's a CEO Big Brain and um, Chief Controversy Officer of Adele Technology Consulting. And of course, one of the um, mainstays and chief... And of course, to some comments coming in about that conversation, Francis um, Ayivi says on Twitter, great interview with Ethel, and that's a message coming in. And of course, Anthony um, almost missed out on it, but he loved the uh, the bits that he caught. Mark Jordan says, thank you, Ethel, for touching on the difference between building a tech startup on Africa and another for Africans, mostly by non-Africans with access to funding. Hashtag City Trends. Kelvin says, she's right. We have a lot of problems in Africa. You find a problem and get the appropriate solution for to that problem. That's the way forward. Um, a way to make money we can make it hashtag city trends and of course your comments are also welcome on the show so you can send them through and we can get the conversation running john terry trash also says the woman in your studio is undoubtedly one of the few um, women on the continent making a difference in the tech environment she's just blowing my mind her command of the topic is incredible or retro rockets as he puts it i'm impressed well your comments are also welcome on the show but remember um that the new segment on the show which is dedicated to you out there of course is to um get a sense of some of the problems that you're having with you know the technology that you are using whether it's your phone whether it's your ps4 as we'll be finding out later today or whether it is your laptop not coming on or is your usb not functioning whichever one it is just let us know send us a whatsapp message on our whatsapp number 054-998-6996 we'll call you back and then we'll have a conversation with you so we understand the problem better so we can give you the right solutions <laughs> But then for now, it is time for the app segment of the show. And Jeffrey Orekusapong is here with um, some mobile applications um, for you to consider. Jeffrey, you're welcome. Thank you, Phil. 
So um, we are still going through the apps from last year. Right. And today I have for you Ghana Talk and then for Hey. So let's listen to the two. Um, the first one is Ghana Talk and then the second one is for Hey. Brilliant. Okay, so let's let's go. My name is Yusuf Da Silva and I'm a software developer here at CypherTex Company Limited. So the app we are talking about today is Ghana Talk and it's spelled G-H-A-N-A-T-O-K. So it's Ghana as in the country Ghana and talk T-O-K at the end. You can find Ghana Talk on the Apple App Store for iOS devices and uh, on the Android Play Store for Android devices. Ghana Talk is a collection of stickers used to express emotions. And basically stickers are different from emojis that you find on uh, chatting apps like WhatsApp and iMessage because they are illustrated to convey a certain emotion um, and these these ones that we that you find in Ga, in Ghana talk are customized to the Ghanaian culture they have expressions that are only used in Ghana and they connect better with Ghanaians and you can use Ghana talk to share you can actually share them uh, on iMessage WhatsApp Telegram and Viber among many others hello there my name is Nanikia and I'm the business development manager at Forhe. Forhe is an online platform providing easy, quick and most convenient way of laundry in Accra. We collect, clean and deliver right to your doorstep, saving you all the hassle associated with getting your laundry and dry cleaning done. If you need an affordable quality laundry, wash and fold or press only service with same day delivery or in 24 hours, then join our happy customers in Accra. It's that easy. Simply visit forhey.com or download our free app to place an order. Our well-trained hay girls or guys will be on hand to pick up your garments. Our goal is to provide you with the quickest, most convenient way to launder and dry clean all your clothing, beddings and drapery. To you listeners of City Trends, Forhey is giving you 25% discount on any order place for the next one week, starting now. So do not sweat the laundry. Simply pick up your phones. Type F-O-R-H-E-Y on Play Store or Google. Select Start a Booking on the platform. Let us know where and when you want us to pick up. Remember, to redeem this discount, use the code CTTRENDS when placing the order. We are on social media. Interact with us on Facebook using 4 or on Instagram or Twitter, they're We are committed to making the lives of our customers a lot more easier by ensuring total convenience in delivering quality laundry and dry cleaning services in the quickest possible time. Everyone who has used it loved it, and everyone who doesn't will be thrilled by the experience. Launder with Forhey and enjoy total convenience. Well, interesting there. Those were from last year, but uh, hey, they still are available on the various platforms. So, or we could just run us through them again in case people... Yeah, so um, the two, Ghana Talk, which is for stickers, and then for Hey, which is, you know, a laundry service. Mm. Just go through them, check uh, check them out, and then let's know what you think. So, um, you can follow me on Twitter. The handle is OJ Sapon. If you have any app that you want us to feature, just get in touch with me and then let's talk. We'll get you here.
and now it's time for us to get into your trends your tech the things that frustrate you your tech is what is up next and mr entry is here so mr entry um one, welcome once again um what, what do you have for us this um this um week yeah so this week you had a question from nana from miss ligon uh, he's having some few challenges with this ps4 console okay so we'll hear nana right okay so let's hear nana tell us about his problem hi so i have a ps4 and for some time now it has been asking me to update the software and i've been ignoring it and subsequently when i i turned it on it's not booting it's not coming on again so i wanted to know if there's any way i could solve it or i would need a technical person to open it and work on it thank you yeah so we got we got in touch with an with an expert and then we have an uh, we have an answer for nana okay. so yeah good evening since your playstation 4 is not coming on at all it is likely to be an issue caused by overheating you need a technician to take a good look at it and apply some thermal paste if it was coming on but not booting then we could have looked into the issues of updates i hope you get a good technician to sort it out for you all the best thank you well i do hope he yeah. can find a good technician do you know any good technicians for ps4 uh, for now no for now no <laughs> yeah. as unfortunate but i'm sure if you know they visit um, the official sony sh sony shop or something i'm sure they'll be able to get some assistance sure. but do you do you do you game are you playstation uh, and um xbox which one? xbox you prefer xbox yeah. i am not too surprised <laughs> i'm not so any 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 final words um for uh, you know i i just say we shouldn't ignore updates when we see them That's okay that, yeah for especially for the, the for consoles yeah, sure. yeah because now almost everything is online and you know you link up with people online yeah. people are sharing their ids online to you sure. know to to get gaming um done and everything but anyway so what happens when if people have any issues what should they do yeah. to be able to get some solutions to them yeah so when when you have challenges with your tech devices uh, you just send us a message on our WhatsApp line and then we'll get in touch with you and then we'll get an expert to answer your question okay yeah, sure. all right and so the whatsapp number is zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six just send us a message with whatever issues you're having with whatever tech that you are involved with and we will try and get you as good an answer as a possible coming up next of course is the trending segment of the show Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you Farida Shaibu. HRH, Her Royal Highness. Yo! Are you guys still using FaceTime? No, we are more interested in your new phone. Yay! It's 54, please let me know. I'm using an X mask, can't you all see? It's a very big Y9S mask. Someone said, ah, look at the arrow. The thing is, when you are born for Android, nothing, nothing, nothing. Yes, I had a problem <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. with my iPhone. Yeah, we hear you. Anyway, yeah, welcome. I don't know why me. Yeah, welcome to the Y9. <laughs> welcome to the Y9 revolution. Anyway, moving on. 
So last week we told you about the FaceTime bag. Mm. Uh, well, Apple is saying that they found um, a fix for right. the bag. Well, they are yet to actually roll it out. Right. So the what is actually it actually does is that it lets people eavesdrop on other FaceTime users when the person called did mm-hmm. not answer whoever mm-hmm. called did not answer right. but you can actually hear people you know talking in the background and all right. that so it said it was planning to release a software update next week okay 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 uh, to close the loophole but actually i th- i am thinking that next week is quite too far because if yeah. you are looking at something that happened i think last week last week yeah mm. So it says that once the fix is applied, it will also re-enable the group FaceTime feature shut down when mm. the problem uh, was actually discovered. So the significant bug was revealed by Apple um, earlier um, last week. So this is actually going to happen on the 12.1 of the iOS, that's mm. the operating system. And there's no update um, yet. Okay. So that's oh, yeah, that's I haven't received yeah. it yet either. So yeah. I'm guessing we'll just hold on to it. And it's it's really interesting um, when 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 you talk about it, talking about phones generally. Uh, I found out today that you can actually have like group conversations, like on WhatsApp. Now. On WhatsApp, yeah. Yeah, I I didn't know it because I didn't know it was global. And yeah. today, one of our listeners just messaged me. I was like, you know, he 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 was like. It's working are on my device. Yeah, are you now. talking about the video? He, um, um, well, he said like a group chat. You can basically have mm, a group phone mm. conversation with a number of people. And I found that really, really interesting. It's uh, well, actually, every time you know they are still rolling out um, new um, services features, yeah. and features for people to get people interested. But moving on, Amazon has also been asked to remove an array of products from India. Okay. Well, I'm picking the story because the. The main aim is to protect small businesses. Okay. okay. You know, in an age age where you can go online and then pick anything you want, especially Amazon, which is a global yeah. um, site or network. But, you know, what happens to those who sell in the, uh, in the country, yeah. probably in their homes, mm. you know, sometimes those who actually aren't online. Yeah. So they are saying that, you know what, you can probably sell maybe some Kobe stuff online. You know, these right. days people pack it. You know what I saw today? <laughs> hmm. Takucha packaged online i said no wait wow you know the <laughs> the ones that the wow. you know yeah you can chew yeah so i was thinking do people still use that people you know well, we, i'm guessing they still do uh, it's been well packaged and it's been spelled like takucha you wow. know the numbers and yeah. everything are on 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 the package and i was wondering you have to, what would a, you have to tweet a link to it <laughs> so that people can purchase it you have to tweet a link to it yeah so i mean so basically they what what exactly is amazon doing so well they just have to comply because um it's it's part of the rules mm. in in india mm. and yes so they're not asking them to pull b- uh, out everything mm. they're asking them to pull um some products you right. know so that online people or the uh, vendors in the country small scale businesses would also have have the opportunity yeah, to, grow. To, to, to grow some so because for you know it's the same products that they're actually marketing online yeah, so yeah. of course you have to pull out for, to, pull to make out. way for people so it's a conference call feature mm-hmm. that has been activated 
um, or made available globally. So as many of us who can try it out, if you have an update pending on your WhatsApp, please make sure you go and update it. So Farida, how can people get in touch with you if they have some stories that you want to share? Okay, as well? at Farida Shaibu on Twitter. On yeah. Twitter, and you can reach out to Mr. Entry as well on Twitter. Yeah, Oy Entry. Oh yes, indeed. <laughs> anyway, so it's been a pleasure coming your way. It's been a great show. We've absolutely loved coming your way um, today. My name is Philippa Sean. A big thank you to Ethel Kofi for sharing her thoughts and insights with us on the show. A big thank you to our sponsors, Hoptel, and of course our brand new sponsor, NIIT, bringing people and computers together successfully. Thank you so much for believing in the dream of City Trends. And of course, to all of you for doing the listening and for your comments. Till next week, stay techie.